Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. 971 FM Talk Podcast. America. I am not a number. I am a free man. Wiggins America. The only thing I'm going to need from you guys right now is a cup of coffee. Wiggins. Today's global economy waits for no man. America. Today's global business climate is like, whatever, dude. Politics is a dirty game. I'm not sure we want to play. There are forces here at work that you couldn't possibly understand. You have no idea how high up this goes. Welcome to Wiggins America. FM Talk, this is Wiggins America. Trisha Seekman is in studio. Should I play your bump music now or whatever it is called? It is called a theme. Theme song. And there it is. (laughs) (laughs) So good. Every time. I know. And I have not changed it at all. As I said, I would. And I lied. So I'm sorry about that, but it's because I'm making all these new things. You've heard some of the things I'm making. I'm making all these sounder things, so I don't don't have time for you. I hope you put as much love and care and craftsmanship into the things you're making as you did into that theme for me. More. Surprisingly. Like a lot more? Yeah. A significant? Way more. I recorded a voiceover for it. I even recorded the voiceover person saying your name and didn't put it on there yet. (laughs) So you can tell. That's why I say got a lot more important things going on than it, Trisha Siegman. It's just an honor to be here with yeah, you today. Clearly. Thank you. <laughs> Thank tell, you so much for having me. That's what I tell all of you non-paid staff. <laughs> <laughs> um, so the issue of the day, actually two different things that I wanted to bring to you. One of them I thought, I want to talk about this with old Roy. And I thought, no, Roy will just go screw him, and that'll be the end of the conversation. So I'm not going to do that with Roy. You, I thought, it would be a little more nuanced with this. But have you heard about the Senator Lujan situation? No. Or is this all foreign? Get me up to speed. Okay. So I wrote an article about it. I do believe it's up at the website, 971talk.com, or maybe wigginsamerica.com. For the record, I have read this article. I am up to speed, but oh, so if I'm, we could just do a- You're being a radio professional. Correct. So you're acting like you don't know so that I can fill everyone in and pretend that I'm just talking to you. Okay. So with Senator Ben Ray Lujan from New Mexico, he had a stroke at the sort of the probably the last week of January right in there. 
Didn't tell anybody. Young guy, right? He's only 40s? 49. Mm-hmm. 49 years old. Democrat. Mm-hmm. And apparently a, a very, very nice guy. Uh, nobody wishes him ill. But that's actually kind of the point of why I wanted to bring this up. Um, so he has a stroke. He waits almost a week, or his office does, to tell anybody about it, which I guess you could kind of get. You know, you're trying to figure out what did this do to me? You know, is it, is it impairing, impairing me cognitively? Well, it was. And so he had to have surgery. He had to have cranial surgery, pretty serious, to relieve the stress of the uh, swelling. Mm-hmm. So that's a pretty big deal. And he had that, I think, right at the end of January or very beginning of February. Well, that's when the news came out, was when he had the surgery. Nobody even in the Senate knew that it had happened. And, I mean, on his own aisle or anybody, nobody knew. So the media found out, went to senators, and went, what about Sen- Senator Ben Ray Lujan? And they were like, uh, what? We're talking about a 50-50 Senate here. It's a pretty big deal. The guy, according to the press release, is going to be out for a month to six weeks, which puts him back at the end of March, early April. Mm -hmm. So pretty significant. I mean, nothing can really get done until he comes back because you have no majority anymore. The Republicans actually now have a majority in the Senate. What shocks me is that nobody's talking about this. And I guess it's because there weren't <clears throat> major, major legislative items happening right now. Like if it was like, oh, we're getting ready to vote on Build Back Better, and then suddenly he's not there, well, that would be a big news story. But there's no major legislation that's trying to be passed at this moment. You're, you're talking about a Supreme Court justice in a couple months. That's a big deal, but that's not right now either. So I can, I guess I get why it's not being widely talked about. But it has stalled any agenda for Democrats in the Senate, which for the most part is probably passing judges that are not Supreme Court justices. Is there any way that Republicans can use this to their advantage and get things done? Uh, I don't think so. I think this is tricky because, again, now Republicans do have a majority, but for the session, as I understand it, they don't have the, the Senate majority leader who is the one who brings legislation to the floor. Gotcha. So none of their stuff's going to be... So they can't really get anything to the floor. All they can do is block things. Well, also, Lujan was also on um, four different committees. So all those committees were 15 people, 15 Democrats, 14 Republicans, or 10 Democrats, 9 Republicans. Well, now they're even. So nothing can come out of those committees either that he was on. So it's pretty significant, I think... And the the news that's not being talked about is that it's there's no update. This this surgery happened roughly two weeks ago. It became a big story. I mean, I shouldn't say a big story. It became a story. Nobody really talked about it. And then they've not put out a single press release or said anything about him in about two weeks. How bizarre. So you'd think if he had surgery, he's recovering. He's monumentally important to the U.S. Senate and to lawmaking right now that you'd say, yeah, everything's on on the right trajectory. He's going to be back at the end of the month or, at, you know, at four to six weeks, like we said, everything's going fine. But they have said nothing. And I'm following this very closely because mm-hmm. it's I mean, it's it's a dramatic story. You know, it's like it, it's almost like there's there's lots of implications to it, but it's also you're almost uncovering a mystery. What's going to happen? You know, and. As this is happening, there are now local like Albuquerque newspapers and New Mexico outlets 
asking the question because they've got like we do here. You know, like if if we were to call Josh Hawley's people or something, they they have the same people there that know Senator Lujan's people. Right. So they're calling them and going, "Hey, uh, can you give us an update?" Silence. So it's. I'd be upset about this, by the way, if something happened to somebody here, one of you guys, and the media came to me and said, "Oh, did you hear Ryan Wiggins is recovering from X, Y, and Z?" So make sure your people tell me if these things happen to you. I don't know. Because <laughs> I'm thinking about his colleagues, and that would blindside you're me. You're thinking about his Senate colleagues. Correct. Not his constituents. But yeah. those people are important, well, too. I'm, no, I'm, I'm just more... saying, like, it's a terrible, like, they've run, they've done a terrible job of informing yes. uh, anybody or everybody about this. Well, on that level, just because, I, and, and apparently he's, again, super nice guy. Republicans, Democrats alike like him. So it's not as if he's Ted Cruz and everybody hates him. Even Republicans don't like Ted Cruz. You but know? you'd expect a phone call. The people that are going to work with you every day expect a phone call, especially if your if your situation or condition impacts my day to day. I'm going to need to know what's happening, at least a little something. Right. So it, do well, you they wonder, know? I mean, you wonder if Chuck Schumer's talking to his people and finding out what's that's, going on. Right. That's the question. Do you think that they know? <laughs> More than they're letting on, and I, the situation could potentially be worse than well, that's, they're letting on. You, that's what I'm, I'm implying is that you'd think if things were going fine, that would be public knowledge, and that Schumer or his campaign or whatever would be saying mm-hmm. everything's fine. Yeah, we're looking at end of March or nah, take it. What a little happens longer, if but... he doesn't come back? Do you know? Well, that's tricky because I don't know New Mexico law, so we'd have to find out whether the governor appoints somebody or you'd have to have a new election. I don't know the answer to that. Is it one of two scenarios? Is that how that works? Well, yeah, because it depends on the state. Right. And every state's different the way they would elect somebody in this situation. Do you know how it works in Missouri and Illinois? No, I don't. Not offhand. I mean, we could. I could find. I've actually looked into that and and couldn't find Isn't out. Is there a situation where the spouse steps in for some length of? There was uh, a situation here. You probably thinking here. of Mel Carnahan, and I think she was elected, so I don't think that applies to that. Mm. What was her name? Mel Carnahan's wife. She 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 won, but she had to win an election. Okay. You're looking at me like I'm saying wrong information. Mm-hmm. Well, fact check. I, I might ahead. just be saying wrong information too. I'm I think asking I'm fact checking you. Of the two of us, you know infinitely more about our legislative system, state and well, federal. So that, oh yeah, but you've been in politic radio for longer than I have. So. Right. That's why I had you set up the story to begin with. That was so, my contribution to the segment. <laughs> thank you very much. Now I'm going to ask you a bunch of questions. So no, that's that's actually my point. Is you know what kind of questions does this bring up? But also, well, go ahead. You ask that question, then I'll, I'll bring my moral dilemma here. Which question? I, I asked a bunch of questions. I threw a bunch of you questions don't have at any you. More, so that's it. Well, I want to know what happens if he doesn't come back. Yes. Thank you for getting us back on track. Hey, no problem. I'm a true professional. I think we're in a weird situation because, <laughs> for lack of a better, so this is not nice thing to say, but <clears throat> he's he's alive, but he might be incapacitated. He's not dead. So until he were to die, you're kind of in limbo, right? You can't elect somebody new unless, and and who decides, there's no 25th Amendment for a senator, but there's got to be some sort of protocol for if a senator becomes incapacitated that you would replace him. But I don't know what that is. And it may be different Hmm. according to New Mexico, or it may be a federal regulation. I don't know. 
but it's 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 even more nuanced because if he's alive but he can't really function you're talking about a stroke and then a cranial surgery the dude may be in bad shape mm-hmm. don't know he There's may always... be out for a while yeah that, you know yeah, yeah. and you'd think I we'd hope know. not but that's where it's sort of like the this is where I said I don't want to talk to Roy about this Roy get out of the room for a minute you can come back because <laughs> Roy was like yeah screw him and walk screw, off. yeah he'd be like well darn right <laughs> Republicans have the majority now <laughs> and I, I well, my my question for you as somebody who has tiny bit of like a mustard seed of compassion I would say I have quite a bit of compassion you got like two mustard seeds I've got all the mustard seeds and for it's a it's really case by case. What was that one where the lady got killed by a goat? Yeah, you were mean about that, which is why I, I say a mustard seed. I was team goat. I know. But I know. I had all the facts. I given the facts I had available, I was team goat. I, that's why but I say you do have some compassion. In this case, I'm incredibly compassionate and I hope that the senator has a full recovery, reaches as do I as a person made in the image of God. Now, beyond that, that's my question for you is flip, turn the tables, say this is 10 Ted Cruz. And let's say Donald Trump's in office and it's still a 50, 50 Senate. Does the left, do, do people cheer? Because I don't see anybody right now cheering that this has happened, but in a sense, it, the only way it impacts us right now that we're talking about this is the U.S. Senate and the way that laws are passed that do affect us. Well, that's a big it could have it could potentially have a huge impact. Yeah. And so there's a sense I don't want to say that there's a sense of me that cheers it because it's a person and you don't want to see you ever wish ill on a person. However, the only way that person interacts with my life at all is through his position in the U.S. Senate, which is now shifted to a position in which I am more favorable for that position. You know what I'm saying? So how do you talk about that without acknowledging that? Uh, you sound like a monster. <laughs> I knew I could count on you. I, I knew get I could count no. On you. I get what you're saying. <clears throat> because there, there. Here's the thing. We're in media. Right now, let's say in 10 years, I decide to run for office. Somebody could grab this interview. I'm not going to do that. I don't think. <laughs> Somebody could grab this interview and go, oh, back in t- 2022, Wiggins was saying that he hoped that Luhan dies. Well, that's not what I'm saying. But at the same time, the only way it impacts us is through his position in the Senate, which I'm now happy that the Republicans have the majority because of the of the legislative body, not because of him personally. How do you how do you draw that distinction? You know what I mean? I think you're doing a fine job drawing the distinction. I think if it was flipped, the internet is a seedy, mean, nasty place. And if it were a Ted Cruz, you know how the other side would respond. Yeah, which is why I bring it up because I have not seen, and maybe it's because it's not a big news story. But we take the moral high ground. And at this point, we hope he recovers fully. If he doesn't, we'll figure out what that looks like politically. Yeah. And celebrate future wins. But I don't think you can. I mean, what can you do past that right now? I don't know. You sound like a monster, though. I feel like a, like a monster in this room. Doesn't it? Doesn't it make you like you? the way you talk about it? It's almost impossible to talk about without putting a disclaimer on it first. Well, we wish him well. It actually know? surprises me. This doesn't happen more often. Yeah. 
Well, in a 50-50 Senate, it matters more. Because even if it was a 52-48 Senate, it wouldn't even matter as much. True. You know? there's mm-hmm. there, there aren't a lot of situations in which it matters this much. We're out of time. Uh, thank you. We'll be right back. Wiggins America. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage, to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is here to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere. From their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify has got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 15% better on average compared to other other leading commerce platforms and sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. and Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24/7 help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash odyssey podcast all lowercase go to shopify.com slash odyssey podcast now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in shopify.com slash odyssey podcast t-mobile has invested billions to light up america's largest 5g network from big cities to small towns including right here in yours and great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. On the phone with us, Scott Angel, the longest serving director of the U.S. Bureau of Safety and Environmental Enforcement. It also held positions in Louisiana as Lieutenant Governor and Secretary of Louisiana Department of Natural Resources. Lots on your resume, sir. Thank you for being here this morning. Well, thank you, Ryan. It's good to be uh, joining you from the 18th great state of the union as we look north to our friends in the 24th great state of the union. As you take in those mighty Missouri River waters and sending them down to the mighty Mississippi, it's good to be with some folks in Missouri today. <laughs> you're right. You're right. And we have a, a connection. I think you guys are, of course, the biggest uh, of uh, Mardi Gras celebration in the country. We're the second biggest, but nobody really pays attention to us because you guys are that much bigger than we are. I, I didn't realize that, but uh, you know, uh, it's it's you know, the, as long as we got Mardi Gras, the rest of y'all playing playing for second place. Glad to know, <laughs> glad to know that you got that award. So. Yeah, we are. We're we're in second place, but nobody really right. cares too much about that when they compare it to New Orleans. But uh, let's talk about energy right now because that is the uh, the topic du jour. Everybody's paying more right now than they had last year at this time, and certainly in the last couple of years under Trump. What has changed? Well, look, I think at the end of the day, I think we stop and we recognize that there has been a a tone 
uh, out of D.C. to actually vilify American production. Uh, we have never vilified, or it's, been, it's probably been since the days of prohibition that we've actually vilified a singular industry as much as we have the energy industry in the last year. And the results haven't been favorable, right? And, you know, it's been a year since, uh, since we've had a change of administration. And in one year, gasoline prices have increased 41%. Uh, you know, within the first several weeks of the administration, the White House elected to take public lands and waters, right? The, the lands and the waters that we own as Americans, kind of push them aside and say, we don't really favor uh, energy development on those properties. Although for probably 65 years between 13 presidents of both parties, that had been uh, much of the policy of the nation. And all of us, all of us are absolutely in favor of improving the environment. I think what we would say is that we are absolutely in favor of improving the environment without wrecking the economy. And there's a way to do it. And, you know, we just look at history since 1973, Ryan, from 1973 to 2019, we've had six recessions in this country. And each one of those recessions were preceded by a spike in energy prices. Hmm. In a lot of ways, as goes America's access to affordable, not cheap, affordable energy, so goes our country's economic performance. It's not debatable. And sometimes, somewhere along ago, you know, we have these these two big E's, one of them called environment and one of them called energy. One E, environmental energy, seems to be a blue state issue. Red E, a red state issue, energy. I think, quite frankly, there's a third E out there, and it's purple, and it's called the economy. And it is critically important that we have a balance of those three E's, just like a three-legged bar stool. If you knock off off one of those legs on a three-legged bar stool, you know what happens. <laughs> and we out of balance right now, and we are saying no to American production at the same time, asking for OPEC to increase production. That's not a solution. That's an insult to American energy workers. Yeah, Scott, you know your stuff. I mean, you're the longest-serving director of the U.S. Bureau of Safety and Environmental Re- Enforcement, and <laughs> among many other titles. So I, I, I don't want to get caught up in talking points. It's one of the reasons I wanted to talk to you, because we— as conservatives have kind of latched on and this is easy to do because there's so many issues that you kind of you only have so much space in your brain but one of the things that we've all kind of latched on to is Biden shut down the Keystone XL pipeline therefore we have higher <clears throat> energy prices higher gas prices right now how connected are those two things in reality or are we just saying a talking point well look I think they all connected I think that like anything else right uh you know, uh, I'm reminded of the example. If you if you're going on a trip and you got a backpack on your back, and and somebody puts a you know one little pebble in it, well, one little pebble in of itself may not be a problem, but another pebble and another pebble and another pebble. Before you know it, you got you you start to get a little bit of weight on you, and that's what's happening in this country. You know, this decision, whether it's Keystone, the decision to not have. A leasing in the Gulf of Mexico is absolutely absurd. And it's absurd because it's contrary to the environmental goals of which this administration says they favor. Very important that the Gulf of Mexico production is the lowest carbon intensity per barrel production in the United States of America and the best uh the most favorable venting and flaring of methane in all of America. It makes no sense whatsoever 
to be saying to our country, we are going to shut down environmentally or climate advantage production. And then at the same time, in August of this year, ask OPEC to increase production that is environmentally less sensitive, climate less sensitive. It it makes me wonder what is what is going on here, because, look, I understand elections have consequences. I get that. I really, really do. And you get to put a policy in place that you say you want. I get that. I understand it. But when you at one point say you are for improving the environment, it's called global warming, not USA warming. But at the same time, you're saying no to USA energy workers. You're saying yes to OPEC workers in in foreign countries because the molecules are all being emitted. We don't really get it here in America when our administration is saying no to domestic production and at the same time saying yes to foreign production. That's just absurd. So it's not a talking point for me. It's just trying to figure out how can it be that the Gulf of Mexico has this climate advantage? America owns it. We generate a lot of royalties. Those royalties go to pay for the Great American Outdoors Act. The Great American Outdoors Act invests in restoration of national parks and other great uh, assets that our country owns. The Great American Outdoors Act is the greatest bipartisan legislation in probably 50 years, all funded by offshore royalties. So what we're doing now is a matter of policy of saying no to those revenues and no to those energy values, those molecules. And we're saying, let's get them from OPEC. You know, so I don't know what meeting I miss. And it's not talking points for me. It's just facts. Scott Angel is on the phone with us, longest serving director of the U.S. Bureau of Safety, Environmental Enforcement. So why do you think that Biden has done this? Is he did he get in office and say, well, anything Trump was doing, we're just going to do the opposite? Or is there something else at play here? You know, you know, I, I try to, to, to never make the politics personal. And I, I, that's my, been my career. Uh, you know, people I don't judge why people make their decisions. I just take the decision as what it is. And I try to overlay with the facts. When, you know, when I see a factual study that in 2020, Wood McKenzie said that at least about 74 percent of the oil that we import into the United States has a higher carbon intensity than the production that we have in this country. And yet we 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 call on OPEC to give us more. It, it, just, it just doesn't make sense. Yeah. Don't take my words for it. A 2016 Obama Biden report concluded that. Without Gulf of Mexico lease sales, we would have higher greenhouse gas emissions in America because we would have to count on foreign produced oil, which often has higher uh, carbon intensity. So it's hard for me to figure out. Again, I'm not judging personally. I'm just looking at the facts. I know that senior citizens right now, it's not just gasoline. We talk a lot about gasoline, but I'm telling you, my brother, and you can pay attention to this and you can call me in a month and we'll talk about it. You're going to hear some screaming in America. You go hear some screaming in America in about another two to four weeks when that bill, that utility bill, okay, or that electric bill comes in. You know, we go to gas pump once a week or twice a week. So we see those incremental moves. We see the two cents, the four cents, the six cents, the eight cents. We only get that utility bill once a month. And I'm telling you, with this cold weather that we have had and with the run up of natural gas prices as a result of vilified supply, you are going to hear people who are going to be living in poverty. You're going to hear senior citizens living on a fixed income who are going to have to make a choice, some tough choices. You're going to have senior citizens in this country within another two to four weeks 
who's going to be making a charge between paying for prescription drugs or paying for utility bills. That's ridiculous, and it's a self-inflicted wound. Again, don't take my word for it. Wall Street Journal not too long ago came out and said that we need to quit vilifying our foreign, our domestic producers in favor of OPEC producers. It's a supply problem. Mm-hmm. We have a supply problem, and we can fix it. And the offshore sector is owned and regulated by the federal government. It's the only area in all of the country that is both owned and regulated by the federal government, all of our offshore provinces. So there's solutions. It's time for a course correction. I don't judge why they're doing it. I'm just telling the facts don't, matter, don't don't line up to what we should be doing. Scott, let me ask you this question before we run out of time, and, and it's really not a political question so much as just a pocketbook question, because you said, you know, within a month or a couple of weeks, whenever your next bill comes out, you're right. We've all seen much colder temperatures in the last couple of weeks than we have the rest of this winter. We're in Missouri and Illinois. Um, you're in Louisiana. I talked about the Keystone XL Pipeline. You're talking about that. You're talking also about Gulf you know, drilling in the Gulf. Are there parts of the country that are going to be hit by this worse than others? Are we kind of in the center of the country going to be better off than maybe the coast, or does it work that way? You know, I don't know enough about uh, the 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 power sources in the state of Missouri. Missouri, to me, is a very, very uh, awesome place, and, and I would assume that they've made some some, some solid decisions along the way. On, on on their energy sector. Look at the end. I think the Northeast is gonna is gonna get hammered more than anybody. So I, I would say that. I would say that when you have that much population in an area that has not been the most uh, favorable to uh, energy expansion over the last say decade, uh, I would think the Northeast and they've had they've had you know the the tougher temperatures if you would. So I think they're gonna get hammered the most. Uh, but everybody's going to feel it. I was uh, talking to folks in Georgia a couple of weeks ago. You know, uh, about 40 percent of America's electricity is generated from the use of natural gas. In Flor- in Georgia, it's 49 percent. I don't know what it is in Missouri. But anybody that's using uh, those products are, are going to feel it. And again, natural gas five years ago was a lot cheaper than it is today. And one of the reasons that we need to take a look at it is we need to quit vilifying and criminalizing the U.S. energy workers that go out every day, put on their hard hats, put on their steel toe boots, kiss their families goodbye. And, Ryan, I like to say this. I think this is appropriate. You know, I, I, I grew up in a small town here in Louisiana, one of nine kids, and I had fabulous, fabulous school teachers. And I love the saying, the old cliche, that if you can read, thank a teacher. I think that's so true, and I think our teachers deserve our, our gratitude. I'd also like to add to that. If you can read at night in your warm home, thank a teacher and a USA energy worker. And that's what we got to get back to. we got to get back to energy transition, rational kind of thinking that allows us to improve our environment without wrecking our economy. And we do that by balancing the three E's, balancing energy, Balance an environment and balance an economy. When one of those get out of whack, the whole house comes crawl, cr- crumbling down. Scott Angel, you are a wealth of knowledge. Thank you so much for your time this, time this morning. Longest serving director of the U.S. Bureau of, Bureau of Safety and Environmental Enforcement. I would love to talk to you again sometime. Thank you so much. Good. Thank you, Ron. Have a great day. Wiggins America 97.1 FM Talk. Thank you so much. for. If your day sounds like. We need the report ASAP. You deserve Modelo. If you've persevered through, 
you deserve this rich golden lager with a crisp and refreshing taste. Or if you overcame, two more reps, two more. You deserve this ice cold reward. Medellin, the Markable Fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Being here this morning, we are almost out of time, but not quite. Trisha and Old Roy are in studio. We have a segment here that I wanted to try out. I've, I've, I've long wanted to do this. This has been on my docket of, uh, I think that would be interesting things for a long time. And so kind of realizing the dream here. And therefore, if it goes poorly, I am going to be so mad at you, Old Roy. <laughs> 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 but... It's called Today, we're going to call it Today in Time Travel. Today in Time Travel. And the concept behind this segment is that we pick today, which is February 12th, and we just look back in time to any particular year, and this would be up to you in this instance, mm-hmm. what year did you pick? Uh, specifically 2016. 2016, so on February 12th, 2016... Mm-hmm. What was going on? Is it still relevant? What story was it? It was um, about Zika. The Zika virus was was becoming uh, a big topic uh, in the U.S. Uh, Brazil had just gone through a big. So, did it originate in Brazil? I, Z- I don't remember Zika much about it. Zika comes originally from Africa. It's a mosquito-borne okay thing, but it Africa and Asia, but then. In 2015 and 16, it just exploded in Brazil. Okay. And, um... I mean, I remember the word Zika, but I I remember nothing else. That's all I remember about it, too. That's why I bring it up, because what people don't know is who was in charge in 2016. Rand Paul. No. Our good friend, Dr. Fauci. Oh, my gosh. You've got to be kidding me. The guy's only been charged with the NIH and funding Since for 80, 30 years. 87. Longer than that. Um, but, but basically, there, there's a ton of video out there um, of him talking about it. And if you watch any of it, it's almost word for word what he did with COVID. It's, oh, this isn't a big deal. It's not going to affect us here. Oh, no, it's a pandemic. Oh no! We better spend a bunch of money. We need vaccines. It's that same pattern, with, really, with everything. He's 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 always inventing these pandemics. It, the the thing about there's still no vaccine for it. But uh, Obama, I don't know if you remember, right at the end of his term, gave Fauci basically 1.8. What well, Congress did to 1.8 billion or something like that to develop fags, vaccines for Zika. Wow, you know what's interesting is at this moment, so February 12th, 2016, that's we're what just a couple weeks into the Trump presidency. Well, this well no. Mm-hmm. Oh no, no, it has that, no, that election has sorry. He, he didn't get elected until right. November. 20 yeah, it's 2017. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I was thinking the same thing. I, know. I was like Trump just took office. No, this yeah, is, yeah, yeah, no, you're right. Still Obama. Exactly. Okay. Huh. And it, it and it's the same pattern, you know, it was 
they were projecting, you know, hundreds of millions of people were going to die from this thing. And and the way they scared everybody, I don't know, this might come back to you when I say it, but there was a, a birth defect uh, called uh, microcephaly, I believe. I remember called. the birth defect thing. The small head, the, the brain yeah. doesn't develop in babies. So they were, their panic thing was, oh, anybody that's pregnant is going to have this and their baby's going to be deformed or die. Yeah. And... You know, similar things to every other every other pandemic that Fauci's wanted. The reality is there were 200 cases here in 2016 in the United States. And since then, none. They were projecting 160, 200 million cases of this worldwide. And every pregnant woman was going mm-hmm. to get infected. And the... <coughs> The, uh, the interesting thing, if you want to go down this road, is the the conspiracy theory about it was um, there was an insecticide that was put into the drinking water in Brazil in 2014 and 2015 um, that also can be attributed to that same birth defect. I actually don't want to go down that road, but I think you just did. I, yeah. I do have a question about this virus being handled differently. Is is our reaction to it as a nation this our reaction to COVID versus the Zika different because of the global reaction? Did we just not panic globally as much with Zika? Or what was the, why Why do we handle it so differently? Well, I think it wasn't, uh, there wasn't as much um, media attention, I don't think. Um, there was enough that we remember it, but you're, it, it probably just didn't take off. It, it wasn't a problem. Well, because it's a mosquito-borne thing. Mm-hmm. There's only certain parts of the world that have these mosquitoes. It's a very specific mosquito. I really think that COVID would have been coronavirus. SARS-CoV-2 would have been very different if it had started, say, in any other continent or place than China. Because we all saw, I remember at the end of 2019, watching China do these lockdowns. And they are so in control of their own media that... It must have been really bad because they don't want the world to see that Mm -hmm. they're in lockdown. That hurts their economy at the time. So seeing that they were shutting people into buildings and like fencing off whole neighborhoods and stuff. I don't know if you guys remember that, but Mm -hmm. I remember going, man, that's weird. But you just chalked it up in the street. Yeah. yeah. But you just chalked it up to, man, China screwed up. Mm -hmm. You didn't think, oh, that's going to be a problem for us because we would handle a virus completely differently, which... I guess compared to China, we did, but compared to China, like you could do about a billion things and be better off than China, (laughs) you know? So, but I think that they set a standard that we all kind of saw, oh, they're locking people away to try to quarantine it. And then we all went, oh, I guess that's kind of what we need to do too. And all the ramifications of that didn't really come until a few months later when we all start going, wait, wait a minute, this is, this isn't the way to do this. Mm -hmm. So... Just my personal opinion. Is that the big takeaway from the art from the Fauci thing? Yeah, I think so. I had some other fun facts from that day in history. From February twelfth, birthdays. Oh, let's hear it. Oh, you're going to do the whole Today Show thing now. I'm going to do the whole thing. (laughs) So there's one birthday everybody should know. Famous president Jimmy Carter. President's Day. Uh, Abraham Lincoln, for God's sake. It's Lincoln. Lincoln. It's Lincoln's birthday. It's Happy Abraham birthday. Lincoln's birthday. Today, February 12th. Well, why are we celebrating Lincoln. President's Day in next week? Because they're linking it to Washington. I mean, it's it's a catch-all. I, 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 I caught it all when you said linking it. <laughs> well, 
Um, so Abraham Lincoln, and oddly enough, same day, same year, 1809, Charles Darwin. Oh, you know, I thought you were going to say John F. Kennedy. Because the Kennedy similarities with Lincoln. 1809? Oh, yeah. That's a big thing. No, not 18. I just thought he was going to say another birthday, and it was John F. Kennedy. It's possible they were fraternal twins, but I can't verify that. <laughs> Who was the ex? Who was the eighteen oh nine one? I completely missed Charles Darwin. Darwin. Charles Darwin. Abraham Lincoln. Same day, same year, same hospital, Wait, same mother. No, what? What? I, go back over this. Fact. Charles Darwin was born in eighteen oh nine. Yes. Abraham Lincoln was born in eighteen oh nine. They weren't born in the same no, hospital. Uh, same year. Same I don't, day. I can't verify the hospital thing, <laughs> but I do know that it was the same day, same year. Incredible. Mm -hmm. Same mother. You're a regular (laughs) Willard Scott. That's exactly right. (laughs) What's the next one? The next one is uh, in 1980. I don't know about you whippersnappers if you were around. uh, Lake Placid Winter Olympics started on February 12th in New York, 1980. And what was the most important thing from the 1980 Winter Olympics? Miracle on Ice. Miracle on Ice. And I was not alive to see it. Trisha wasn't either Mm because she's younger than I am. Oh, it was a big thing. You remember it? I remember it. It was awesome. You had to be uh, probably only about 60 years old then. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> early Stop early it. 60s. <laughs> Is that it? 60s. Is that all you got? I got some other dumb stuff, but that's pretty much the- That's the most important. The, there was so. one. There was a war in uh, 1893 called the Pork and Beans War. I thought that was interesting. The Pork and Beans War? It had to do with the border dispute between Maine and New Brunswick, Canada. Hmm. Any more information? There weren't any truckers involved in that, so I don't know that it's relevant. Who won? Yeah. I don't even know who won. I just thought it was funny that it was called the pork and beans war. (laughs) That sounds like they're giving... The the word war used pretty loosely there. Mm -hmm. I don't think that would amount to a war. I'm just reading you the headlines. Thank you. I let the people decide. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, clearly. This is not on you. (laughs) This whole segment's not on you. Thank you guys so much. It's been great. You can podcast this at 971talk.com or rewind on the Odyssey app. We'll see you next week. Get more at 971talk.com. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts.